Hello, my modern women. This is your host, Nicole Colantoni, the single at 30, the manual for the modern woman. Hello to all my modern women, and welcome back to another week of Sunday Dating Scaries. A lot of you write to me about your experience with online dating, so I thought who better to talk to in this week's episode of Sunday Dating Scaries than a Bumble representative. So this week, we are hearing from Lucille McCart, Bumble's APAC Communications Director. Guys, we all know what it's like to be swiping on people's profiles, hoping to find someone who looks remotely like a good match, only to come across endless profiles that literally tell us nothing about who they are or what they're like. I've literally even seen profiles where you can't even see their faces properly or make out which ones they are amongst the endless group photos. And you're left thinking, are they legit? Do they even care? Why are they even on here? Well, I recently discovered that there is a term for that and it's called a beige flag. So in this week's episode, I chat to Lucille about what they are, how you can spot them and what tips to look out for when it comes to navigating them so that you can optimize your online dating experience as much as possible. I also asked Lucille how singles can improve their dating profiles so that it will spark interest, conversation and connection, as well as whether online dating is just a numbers game and what her advice is for dating app fatigue. My modern women, I am so excited to introduce to you the insightful Lucille McCart. Lucille, welcome to Sunday Dating Scaries. Thanks for having me. So what are some of the dating trends that singles should be looking out for? I think we're in a really interesting time at the moment where we're in this post-COVID but not quite normal kind of reality when it comes to dating. So a lot of the sort of things that we saw in COVID were people being a bit more creative with their dates, especially in lockdown. Like if you think about, especially if you lived in Sydney or Melbourne, you went a really long time without being able to go to the bar or to a restaurant or to the movies, like any of those kind of classic date spots. So people were going for walks, people were getting coffee, they were doing activities, they were going to golf ranges, they were going kayaking, they were just doing different types of things. A lot of people were dating like more daytime dates, sober dating, all of these kind of things, which I think all of that is really cool. And now as everything is more open and we can go back to bars and restaurants, we're seeing more of a hybrid approach of people, maybe your first date's a coffee and a walk at the beach. And then you're progressing once you know that, you know, that is someone that you want to spend, you know, two hours with getting cocktails. And then also trends like people being more open to PDA post-COVID, like more open to expressing themselves physically because we had this such a long period of time where any sort of touch was felt regulated, (laughs) you know, and we were too busy washing our hands and, and doing all of that. So more open to PDA, more open to exploring people outside their type. I think that's really interesting. People are exploring the different types of people. I think pre-lockdown, a lot of people were like, I have a shopping list of things that I want in a person, or I'm very specific in the type of person that I'm looking to date. And I think the past two, three years just changed so much for us that I think it also made people a bit more open-minded about what kind of person might be a good match for them. Or maybe like people did a lot of self-exploration in this time as well. So it possibly made them more open-minded or more willing to try new things, which are all really positive things. And then, you know, we're also in a really interesting like economic climate right now. So we're also seeing the rise of low-key dating where people are, you know, maybe on a budget or trying to save money or be more money conscious. So 
you know, it, it is that same trend of maybe you're doing a couple of low key dates before you're committing to, you know, a nice dinner or something like that. Those are, those are the kind of trends we're seeing at the moment. I saw that. Datefflation? Is that what yes. they're saying? Yeah, datefflation. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually was single the first lockdown. So I was somebody who went on like three-hour walking dates. So I can definitely relate to how people were mixing it up during COVID. Uh, but what I've actually seen uh, the dating trend, if that's what you can call it, called beige flags. Is that correct? <laughs> yes, beige flags. Uh, it's exactly what they say they are. <laughs> You know, we've all heard of, you know, red flags, pink flags being, you know, something that could be a red flag but isn't quite, green flags being, you know, those positive indicators that someone might be a good match or a, or a good person or, or more compatible with you. Beige flags are kind of somewhere in between all of that. Um, it started on TikTok by this um, really fantastic Australian creator and it's talking about the concept of like, just those really boring tropes that we see all the time. And so it's that idea of someone's profile or, you know, persona being a bit beige and all those kind of indicators that they might be a bit boring um, or, you know, at the at least might have put very low effort into their profile um, and haven't spent a lot of time trying to make it an authentic reflection of, of themselves. So this is, you know, uh, does chocolate belong in the fridge or the cupboard? Does pineapple belong on pizza? Uh, you know, all these things that you see on every second profile. And it's just a bit of a beige flag in the sense that, you know, that person hasn't really tried that hard. So how do singles spot them and should they call them out on it? <laughs> well, I think it's going to be a bit different for every person, what you find boring <laughs> um, or what you find, you know, not very interesting. But I think it's if you're seeing the same thing over and over again and also you don't necessarily need to judge someone if they're talking about pineapple and pizza even though I personally think that's really boring if they've also got something else on their profile like interesting photos other prompts that like tell you a bit about themselves but if it's just like three photos of them at Bondi and then you know these really basic prompts then like what are you meant to do with that you know I think you get what you give in online dating. And so if you create a profile that is an authentic reflection of who you are, your values, your sense of humor, then that's going to get returned. Not necessarily, and it may not be in a huge quantity of matches, but it might be matches that are really compatible with you. You know, if you're really open about your sense of humor, your interests, all of these things get rewarded with better quality matches. And the opposite is true as well. If you create a really beige, boring profile that doesn't really tell anyone about you, anything about you, that's not going to get you a lot of success either because people, you know, it's, it's a really common thing when you're, I know this, um, when I'm using Bumble, I'm thinking when I'm looking at profiles, I need to start the conversation. So what, what would I say to this person? Because, you know, we know that women make the first move on Bumble, but we also know that first moves or opening lines that get the most success are personal. You know, you don't want to just say, hey, how's your weekend? You know, you want to ask them something that's going to lead to an interesting conversation. And even if they're, you know, really hot, <laughs> if there's nothing on their profile that I can think of to talk about with them, then I'll swipe left because it's just too, it puts you in the too hard basket. You know, now I've got to think of like a generic 
opening line to say to you, and that makes me feel boring and makes me feel like you're going to give a boring response. And I'm now I'm just bored of the whole thing. So true. And it's like our dating profiles are like our resumes in a sense. So you want to make them as interesting as possible and also as true to who you are as possible. So do you think people who have beige profiles uh, are actually not that interested in like true connection maybe they're just sort of like window shopping and that's why they have these profiles I think there's a couple of reasons behind why you might have a beige profile I think it is a sign you have low effort low intention often it can be that it can also be maybe that person struggles to be vulnerable um or doesn't really maybe they're new maybe they just use the dating app for the first time last week and they no one's told them that these things are on every second profile. They haven't worked it out yet. But I think that most people with a really beige profile fall into one of two buckets. They either have put in a little low effort because they don't have high intentions um, to be going on dates and meeting people and starting conversations. They're just kind of there to see what's out there and, and not really putting a lot of effort in. Or they are struggling to be vulnerable and don't know how to be authentic because maybe they're not in touch with what they want or in touch with, you know, the level of self-awareness that it takes to create a really authentic bio or authentic profile that's going to get, you know, the right type of matches for you. And I think a lot of the time as well, we treat our dating app profiles or our Bumble profiles like our social media, and they actually couldn't be more different. You know, it's not your Instagram. It's not about putting you know, a nice photo of you at Ravisi's with a spicy mug and then like a little, you know, caption that's like a bit funny. It's actually about trying to find romantic partner or partners that are a good match for you. So you don't actually need to be so concerned with having a really glossy, you know, all these beautiful photos of you. It's much more important to be authentic, no matter what whether you're looking for a relationship or something casual, you're going to find your people a lot faster if you're honest, if you're authentic, and if you also are able to be a little bit vulnerable. That doesn't necessarily mean sharing information that you're not comfortable with, but it means not being scared to say that you're looking for a relationship if that's what you want. And yeah, if you put on your profile that you're looking for something serious, you might get less matches, but at least you're not getting matches of people that don't share your intentions. Because if you're not upfront about that, then you might match with a whole bunch of people that are just looking to date casually. And then you've got to go through that process of working out that you're not on the same page. So I think a successful dating app profile does require a bit of vulnerability and not everyone is... (laughs) ready or already capable of doing that quite yet. So that's what we really want to encourage. So true. Do we know if beige flags are more common among men or women? Look, I think that everyone can be guilty of this. I think a lot of the, we, I think men are maybe a bit more guilty of it and a bit more guilty of the same, the same things, but I think it's something that is, it is universal. Um, But it's a, it's a hard thing because, you know, we, we do kind of go to the easiest option, you know, those like basic things where it's like, I'm going to ask this, like what I think is a simple question. And maybe I don't realize that every second person has that on their profile. You know, we, we sort of go for the lowest hanging fruit a lot of the time, but I think um, 
it's something I think that potentially men are more impacted by because I think they do struggle a bit more to maybe show emotion or um, make it obvious that they care. You know, our romance gap study that we did earlier in this year found that over a third of Australian men do feel like they're not meant to show emotion or act like they care. And that's a lot, you know. Huge Um, amount. Yeah. And I think similarly, over 40% of women were really conscious of looking desperate. So mm-hmm. I think both of those things, like they they feel like that, that's in their words that there's a concern around looking like you're desperate when you're dating, um, and that's a stigma that they feel can be attached to women. And on the other side of the coin, men are afraid of showing emotion or looking like they're too invested or like they care. So I think there's a a lot of self protection going on on both sides that is probably holding people back. It's like there's a stalemate between the sexes. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Men don't want to look like they're trying and women don't want to look like they're desperate and no one wins in that scenario. So true. So how do singles navigate this then? I think everyone has to try and take the first step, right? And I think, as we said before, you you get the energy, what energy you put out gets returned. So I think it requires a bit of self-reflection to think about, one, what you actually want, Two, what is it about yourself that you think is unique or interesting that you feel comfortable sharing um, on a dating app profile? And that might be like maybe you have a really specific taste in music. Maybe you have like a really obscure favorite TV show. Maybe you have a really like specific sense of humor. Like it's going to be different for every person, but it's about trying to think what makes you you and how can you communicate in a way where you feel safe sharing that information that's going to help you find the people that are a good match for you. Yeah. Cause that's like what we're aiming for a good alignment, right? Exactly. And how else can singles make their uh, profiles stand out? Well, there's lots of things that you can do in the app. Um, we have up to six photos that you can use. New photos are important, not necessarily for the reasons people think. It's not all about looking hot. You know, a lot of our research also says that, you know, your physical attractiveness is not the most important thing that people are looking for in a match. Your, you know, your personality is more important, but your photos communicate things about your personality, you know? And so if you've put six selfies up, that's maybe going to tell a story that maybe isn't accurate. You've you just picked the six photos you look the best in, but if they're all selfies, that might give an impression of you that there's not accurate. So, you know, your first photo should always be just you. Um, and then a few photos with friends is good as well. Photos of you doing things that you enjoy, whether it's at the beach, going for a walk, playing sport, all those, that's all communication. Um, And if you use three to six photos, you get almost 60% more matches than people that use less than three photos. So that, that the data really tells a story there that your photos, using a lot of photos is important, but not necessarily because it's all about looks. It's about, you know, what kind of story you're telling with that. And then also using badges. So height, star sign, religion, whether you smoke, whether you drink, how active you are, all these things are like quick, easy ways to communicate things and what's important to you. We also have interest badges, which can show you can pick from hundreds of things, your top five interests. That might be 
photography, art, makeup, cooking, pets, you know, a, a million different things. And so all of this is like using that real estate that you have to communicate information about yourself so people can look at that and be like, oh, I also love reggae music <laughs> or I also really love, you know, cats, whatever it might be, photography, a million different things. And what is one piece of advice that you have for women who are like disheartened by the apps and just like too scared to put themselves out there? Because this is a common narrative I hear from my listeners all the time that they're just like, you know, they've got dating app fatigue. I think that that is a really common thing, especially if you've been single for a while. And I think the biggest piece of advice I would give to you is to try and do something differently whether what that is, is going to be different for every person, but whether it's being more diverse in the type of people that you swipe right on or being a bit more open to going on a date with someone, even if you might not be 100% sure if you're into them or not, try and switch up something that you're doing and do it a bit differently. And also don't spend, don't let it take over your life in a way that isn't productive. Remember, dating is meant to be fun. The whole experience is meant to be fun. So if you are spending hours trying to pick apart your profile or choose your photos, like just let yourself relax about it a bit and, and try and develop a profile that is authentic to you. But also, you know, if you've only ever dated six foot men from Bondi, maybe expand that distance radius a little bit and maybe try and date some different types of people. And you, at worst, even if you don't find the perfect match for you, you'll still meet some people, get some good experiences, hopefully go on some good dates. And remember that if you are looking for a relationship, not every date is going to be the start of that, but that doesn't mean it's a waste of time. You still had a nice date, a nice drink, a nice walk, whatever you did. If we think of every experience that doesn't lead to a relationship as a fail, then that leads to this accumulation of negative feelings around dating. But actually, if you had fun, then it doesn't matter that they're not the one for you. You still had a great experience. Um, but yeah, I totally understand dating fatigue. I think you just try and do something a bit different, try and break your patterns, try and think about it a bit differently, go outside the box. Would you say it's a numbers game? Like is more actually better when it comes to online dating? I think that not necessarily when it comes to matches, because I think you don't want to get a hundred matches that aren't right for you. Actually, it's not about trying to, you know, it's not a popularity contest. It's not about trying to get as many matches as you can to get that validation. Because then if you've matched with a hundred people, but you don't actually like any of them, that's when you do get dating fatigue because you're like, I'm never going to find that person. So that's why a bio that like is maybe a bit polarizing is actually better because it leads to less matches, but more people that you are trying to, that you may be compatible with. When it comes to actually going on dates, I think it's healthy and productive to date a few people at a time. And that way you're putting less pressure on each interaction, because if you match with someone, have a good conversation, only talk to them, for a week or so, put all your energy into that one person, then go on a date with them and it doesn't work out. You, you've you over-invested in that connection because you're never really going to know until you meet someone if that's the right person for you. And I think that is something that I think in Australia people tend to do. We don't have necessarily that same culture as 
you know, New York or London where it's normal to go on, you know, three dates a week. And I think we could borrow a bit of that, those habits so that we're not over-investing before things get serious. So I think you don't want, it's not a numbers game when it comes to how you're matching with people, but definitely when you're dating, I think it's healthy to be, you know, spreading your wings. (laughs) (laughs) And I have to ask, do photos with pets actually work? (laughs) Because there's a lot of them. Oh, in my personal opinion, not if it's not your pet. <laughs> <laughs> like zoo photos with tigers. Zoo photos with tigers, photos with fish. I mean, maybe there is someone out there that absolutely loves fishing just as much as you do. But, um, you know, like if it's not your pet, <laughs> it's not authentic. <laughs> Avoid. <laughs> Lucille, this has been so eye-opening. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. My modern women, I hope you found this episode useful when it comes to navigating online dating. Next week on Sunday Dating Scaries, we will also be hearing from another special guest. Guys, if you haven't already, please sign up to the first ever Single at 30 online event taking place this October via the Single at 30 private Facebook group. Guys, I love you all and we'll see you at midnight next Thursday with another guest app.